Hello, welcome to Why Not Me. In life, we face many trials and obstacles, many challenges, and in the thick of it, we can be tempted to think, why me? But every obstacle presents an opportunity and every trial can bring triumph. So I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of, why not me? When, when in the middle of it, when things are tough, look around and think, why not me? It's, it's happening for a purpose. And then when success is at your doorstep and all you have to do is open it, you may find yourself hesitating, questioning, is this for me? Do I deserve this? And I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of why not me? Throw the door open wide, shout to the world, why not me? Embrace your success. I'm your coach, Todd Halls. I'm grateful to have you on this journey. Welcome to Why Not Me. Hello, hello. Welcome to Why Not Me, turning trials into triumphs, seeking and embracing success. This is your host, Coach Todd Halls. I am super grateful to be here with you today, and I'm very glad that you decided to tune in and listen. Listen, Grateful for your time and attention. I am so excited for today to share uh, the, the wisdom of our guest and what he's doing. Uh, an incredible man. Today we have Thomas Rivera, and he is a husband. He's a dad. He's a grandpa. He's a great grandpa, a Jesus follower, a servant leader. He's the executive director of Excel Mentoring Network, uh, the South Florida region, and just an amazing guy. With that, Thomas, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Please fill in any details that I may have missed on that intro. Thanks for being here. Todd, thank you so much for having me. By the way, you did an incredible job on that intro. That was pretty amazing. That was pretty amazing for just a few, uh, what five five minutes that we've been talking about my uh, uh, all my past and all the things that I've done. But I really appreciate you um, just taking the time to just hear the heart of God and hear what's happening here in South Florida through Excel Mentoring Network. Cool, cool. Well. Uh, so for those that don't know, because prior to meeting you, I didn't know what Excel Network was. And and even after meeting you the first time, I had kind of a general understanding. But if you would just share with our listeners, what is Excel Network? Well, Excel is a mentoring at, at the core of what we do is mentor young men and women from the ages of now 13. It used to be 15 to 25, but now it's 13 to 25. And uh, what we do is we meet young kids at whatever level, wherever they're at. We have kids from foster care, homeless kids, uh, kids uh, that are uh, in distress, level up, uh, Department of Juvenile Justice. We have kids that parents give us. And what we do is we begin to start on a journey with them. We teach them life skills. We begin, and, and, and I don't say that too lightly because there's a lot of people talk about life skills, but the, the life skills we begin to work with them and, and try to f- discover what it is that child is looking to do in the future. What is their passion? What are their gifts? And then as we do that and we transition through their life skills, then we move into their career opportunities. So most of the kids that we have in our program, I mean, that, I'd say most of them, but uh, I'd say about 90% of the kids that we have in a program will not go to college or don't feel like they want to go to college. So we, we introduce uh, our, the trades to those kids, but we do have kids that do want to go to college and that um, we help them also do. So we teach them from, from, from life skills, then we transition them into the trades and we introduce them to the trades. We have mobile units 
which we actually set up in different areas. We'll set up an expo. We'll bring out the trades and teach, show them what welding looks like, plumbing, electrical, HVAC, architectural design. Uh, we even have simulated welding now. And the kids come out and they put their hands on these tools and they actually get the experience. They'll come back and say, Mr. Tom, I know what I want to do now. You know, I didn't want to go to college, but this is what I want to do. I want to go into plumbing. I want to go into electrical. And then we help them do that by through our partnerships that we have through our schools like Palm Beach State and North Tech. We actually facilitate them uh, an opportunity into those type of careers. At the same time, because of the sponsorships and the partnerships we have, we also provide them internships that then lead them into their careers. And it's working hand in hand. So while they're going into their careers or an internship, they're also going to school for that particular trade. And that's basically in a nutshell what we, what, who we are. That's incredible. And so when you, when you told us like who it was, it sounds like it, it's, it's young, young folks that probably wouldn't have a great, uh, a great, like a fair shake out of the gates, right? For whatever reason, where, where they're at, they, they've been dealt a hand that is, uh, is less than maybe desire, maybe less than isn't work. But what are some of the challenges these, these, you know, these kids are facing when you first meet them? Well, uh, you know, you have kids that, um, you know, they've been left. I call them, you know, left behind. You know, we, we've seen the, the movie Left Behind, but we really literally see the left behind kids that parents have left behind, a mother have left behind, whether they're in prison or they're caught up on drugs or addiction. Uh, and they're put into foster care homes. Um, and it's, it's not a pretty sight to see some of these kids the way they come to us broken. And we begin... Um, I believe like repairs of the breach, we begin to repair them, uh, through the power of the Holy spirit and through the help of God to begin to, uh, just hear their heart, uh, win them in, win their hearts and love on them so that we can actually begin to start to guide them in the right direction. Um, so that's, that's basically what we're doing with uh, most of those kids. We have other kids like homeless kids that have been homeless out of the foster care system. Now, I don't know if people know, but in Florida, we have over 4,400 kids that are homeless. After they Once they finish out of foster care, they have nowhere to go. We have parent kids calling us that their, their foster parent is about to throw them out at the age of 18, and they have nowhere to go. And so those are the kids that we try to help place them through our partnerships to make sure they have a, a shelter. Uh, we, uh, we also have uh students that work we call them students because once they come into our program they become our students but there's kids that are now we are partnered with united way and the level up program and those kids are being referred to us through the court system and the parole officers reach out to us and we work hand in hand with the parole officers to make sure these kids get some help and these are kids that are really damaged broken hurting um they've they've done some 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 things that obviously you know, we don't we don't hear about all the time, but there's a lot of a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of pain there. A lot of things that we need to work with these kids and begin to show them that there are opportunities for them and that they can and we can help them. So uh, the parole officers help us quite a bit to do that with those with the kids from the level up program. Um, and then we have kids that parents will send us to say, listen, my kid doesn't know what he wants to do. I just got one uh, yesterday. 
uh, two days ago, I'm sorry. He's finished high school. He didn't go to college. He's working at Popeye's. He came out to one of my expos and he saw the architectural design unit. He went in there and he saw the design. He's, he likes to do gaming. And now he's now in our program. I started him in his life skill program this week. Now that's a kid that I want to take now into an architectural uh, design opportunity. So those, so we get them all, all, all sorts of kids that we get from all walks of life, um, sure. from from the, the very, very broken, broken, broken. And, and we have parents that still have their kids, but they're not doing anything. They don't know what they want to do. And they're trying to find their way. And their parents said, listen, why don't you try Excel? And so they reach out to us and then we do an application with them. We do an assessment. And then we start working with them to get them in the right direction so that they can get, they get to where they're supposed to be or whatever God has for them. Oh, what a, what a gift. So a couple, there's three things that come to mind. I think I'm just going to lay them all on you and you can pick from there. But, um, Go ahead. first a little bit ago, you mentioned that, you know, they, they come to you, they're broken and you, uh, the, you said you listen to their hearts and you love Absolutely. on them. Um, and, yeah. and I imagine for some of these young people, some of these kids, it's the first time anybody's ever like listened to them. And, mm-hmm. and for a lot of them, it's probably the first time anybody's shown them uh, love without, without any expectations. Like I'm just going to love on this and pour into them and, and not worry about getting back. And so I'd imagine that's just a brand new experience for them. It really is because it, and you can see it in their faces when they first come, you know, they're on the defense, you know, they've been hurt enough and to break through that. Um, we use the, the, um, opportunities to our expos or skill camps. And so once they find something that they really like, you can see how they change right before your eyes. And you just start just listening to them, you know. And one of the things that I've found as a pastor, as a mentor, uh, I have realized that we have to listen to these kids, listen to what it is that they're trying to say, especially these hurting kids so that we can really hear God to be able to direct them. Sometimes I think we're too busy talking and not listening. And so we, we, or we get preachy or we, you know, pull out scripture on them and, you know, they don't want to hear that. They feel like God has left them, especially if their parents have left them. So I, I don't get into that right away. I wait until it's the right moment to then say, okay, now let's pray. And, You'd be surprised in a group of about 30 kids, all of them bow their heads. Wow. And it's, it's really amazing how you can see the fear of God in that, in that room or in that event where everybody bows their head and begins to pray. That's incredible. So you also mentioned that, you know, for the kids that they graduated high school, but they're, um, they're not sure where they're going to go yet. And I, so I, the word I have for those is that they're basically drifters, right? They're, they're adrift. They've got no real, no North star, no anchor point, um, and not sure. Well, and, and that's, and that, that's exactly right. Because uh, if you're a 13 and 15, you still don't know. I, I mean, it's really odd to find a kid. Like I have one kid, Jakai King, who came to one of our events, his father's coach King. And Coach King is a coach, a football coach, and he brought his son to one of my events. And he came out, 
And I asked Jakai, I said, Jakai, what do you want to do? And um, he goes, I'm going to be a chemist. Now, that was pretty strange for a 13-year-old to tell me that, right? So they came to the summit. We have a summit at the Breakers every year where we recognize all our students that finish our life skill program. And I said, uh, I called him up to the front. He didn't know I was going to call him to the front. He was there at the, at the event. I said, Jakai, tell everybody what you want to do. He goes, I'm going to be a chemist. Literally, he was serious. So there was a person in the crowd that works for Oxygen. Uh, it's, a, uh, it's a perfume company here, a uh, makeup company here in Florida. A big, big place. They have like eight chemists there. And he came up to me and said, you know what? I would like to bring him and I'd like to mentor him but I'd like to bring him to oxygen as, you know, so to introduce him to the chemist there. Well, a year later, because of COVID, we weren't able to, a year later, he finally got security to approve it. And his parents went there and we have the pictures. It would just boggle your mind to see him. They had a station for him already ready, a jacket. And he went in and he started doing, working with one of the chemists there. He's still in that program with them. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. So at our last summit, last this last year, we had him come forward, and the gentleman that mentors him gave him a white jacket, wow. and that was his. Now he's fifteen years old. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> that's a that's an amazing story. Now he has great parents, right? But he's still in my program. He did the life skills too. So it, it, sometimes some kids do know, and sometimes, and the reason I said that story is because some kids don't know, but some t- kids do know yeah. what they want to do. So I don't ever take lightly. I've, I've had guys tell me, I'm going to be a rapper. <laughs> so how do you handle that, right? Um, it's uh, a lot of people wouldn't know. Well, okay, well, that's great, you know. But um, this one kid, I mean, he can rap and he knows how to write some music and everything. And I said, okay, good. So how are you going to manage your dollars? Mm. And he stayed quiet. He goes, I don't know, Mr. Thomas. Says, so that's why you got to go to school and get to get some courses on business administration. So you know how to handle money and you don't let no manager come and say he's going to handle your money. Well, he went to Palm Beach State to do that and he forgot about rapping. And he got into business administration. <laughs> so I don't ever take away what they want. I give them what they want. And as they're doing it, they realize, no, this is not what I want to do. So we introduce them to other things, other opportunities. That same kid now is an HVAC. Wow. Wow. So you mentioned this life. You mentioned life skills a couple different times. You've you've had, you mentioned some yes. kids, you, you, they go into the trades and internships, some from that story, go to college. Like, what's the process look like? You know, you, you get a 15 year old comes in, like what's, what's the journey they go on as they work, as you work with them and, and help them on their journey? That's a good question because I, I, I start with an application process and an assessment process. I need to get a buy-in. If I get a buy-in from a student, a young man or a young woman that my wife basically interviews the young women and I interview the young men, and if I get a buy-in that he's ready, he really wants to be in this program because he's heard how successful it's helped, how it's helped other young young people. Then, then I'll, I'll sit with them and I said, okay, for this is what the buy-in looks like, okay. And so they commit to that buy-in process and the program 
which is the life skill program. And so in our life skills, what we do is we begin to start with them after their assessment, after their interview, we begin to work on their goals. Goal setting is important, identifying their dreams and how to systematically accomplish them with measurable goals and objectives and timeframes. So we keep them there for a while because they need to understand that that is really important. A lot of people have dreams and I tell them all the time, there's a lot of people if you go to any um, cemetery, okay, there's m- thousands of people in the cemetery that had a lot of dreams but never fulfilled them. And one of the reasons they don't fulfill them is because they don't have a plan. Sure. So you can either uh, fail to plan or plan to fail. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense, but if you don't plan, how are you going to see your your dreams fulfilled. So we begin to work on that systematically, daily objectives, monthly goals. And that way, the dream doesn't look so far away. If they're looking only at the dream, it's too far for them. But if I show you that by the end of the month, listen, you've got to finish three credits in school. This is the most important part right now that you have to get done. This is your priority. Now they begin to see their goal. That's my first goal. The thing is that they see all these dreams, but they never have mm-hmm. a plan. So that's how we help them do that and systematically do it. And so we inspect what we expect. Every month, we'll have our volunteer mentors come in, which is another part of our program. We have the, uh, the core of what we do is mentoring. So we have volunteers come in and help us to make sure that they're following up with, with their life skills. And then they, they move on to time management. Time management is very important because uh, a lot of these kids don't sleep. And they don't manage the time properly. When I show them that just five hours on social media is over 1,600 hours a year that they'll never get back, they open their eyes and say, what? Exactly. These are hours that you'll never get back. These are days you'll never get back. You cannot waste time while you're going to school right now. you got to be focused on what you're doing and what your dream and what your goals are. So they see it and they begin to manage their time. They live on a calendar. They have a to-do list. These are the things that we teach them to do. Then we teach them health, how to live, eat properly, how to sleep properly. Uh, Most of these kids don't sleep, but three hours, four hours. How are you going to function on four hours of sleep? We teach them that if you're not detoxing your brain eight hours, at least minimum, okay, your brain cannot be detoxed. You're going to have all this stuff from day before on you that you're still carrying. You got to have a fresh mind. You got to eat, hydrate. All these things we teach them in health and fitness. Uh, We also teach them financial stewardship, how to manage their money properly with a budget sheet. They give, we teach them how to save 10%, how to give 10%, how to live on 80. We teach them relationships, how to value family and friends and loving relationships. And some of these kids that don't have families, we become their families. Mm -hmm. So we show them what that looks like if they were going to look to have a family in the future. What will let's start preparing for your family in the future? This is what your family should look like. This is how your household should look like. This is how your children should look, what it should look like, right? And then we teach them relational intelligence, uh, how we're better together. How, what team are you putting around you that has this, that has goals, that has dreams, that are pursuing something, than just sitting around doing nothing and playing on social media? So we make sure that they start setting up a team around themselves 
that are uh, that are intentional, that are uh, kids that are working towards their goals too. And we put the mentors around them. So with those six things, um, we that keeps them pretty much within the boundaries that we set and it helps them. Now, it doesn't mean that they don't fall off and, you know, we always get a few of those and we just, this is what mentoring is for. We're, we don't expect them to be perfect. They're not going to be perfect. Um, but we start seeing, you know, we start seeing the results. We, I, I have a kid that I can tell you, uh, his name is Jeremy. Um, I got him with, he was, I think it was seven to nine foster care wow. homes. And he was destroyed, devastated. Got him on this program. He started focusing. Now he's going to college. That's a that's a story to tell. And he's he's an amazing, eloquent speaker. He can speak very well. And he wants to be also an actor. He wants to do he wants to do commercials. He's already he's already getting ready for all that. I mean, he's he's amazing. He's amazing, very brilliant. I mean, we 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 are really really um, uh, grateful for for Jeremy and what he's doing and how he's how he's growing. But we have several like that. We have many kids that are doing this program and doing yeah, the same thing. Yeah. So uh, first thing, I don't know. I I, yeah. I gave you a lot. Well, the first thing that came to mind is where where were you when I was in my teens? Because <laughs> What a really, I, you know, know. I had a forty-year learning curve. You could have shortened that up by about thirty-eight years. <laughs> and that's what we're hoping to do, right? We, we're trying to create a culture, of kids that you know uh, that have a plan, that are working towards their goals, and and at the same time, we also introduce the Lord to them. You know, it's like where's God in this whole thing, right? Um, and many of them have surrendered to Jesus and and, and placed their faith in Jesus Christ. And so we don't we don't do that immediately, but we as the process goes along, then we find the right open door to go ahead and reach them, reach them, and see the change in their lives. And we're seeing it. We're seeing it. And the county's very very happy with us. We're we're now, uh, by the grace of God, the mentoring hub here, um, in Palm Beach, Florida. And so we're already now from Jupiter all the way down to Boca. I am working my way down to Broward. I have a school, Grace Place, down there that has opened the doors. I've already been training teachers down there in the life skills so they can start teaching the students the same. They're even giving them credit uh, for this class because it's important. Uh, I think every school should be teaching so life important. skills. Everything you described, uh, that was the second thing that came to mind after after wishing I was at, had it when I was a teenager was, why isn't this mandatory at every school it, it should be. be. You're right. It should be absolutely because this is this is the problem. I mean, you can they can read their and listen. I know a few of these kids that are Christian. They know their Bible. They go to church, and they don't have any of this in place. Sure. Okay. So you can know your Bible, you can pray, and not have any of this in place. And your 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 life sooner or later is going to be chaotic yeah it's going to unravel at some point there's going to it's going to get messy (laughs) god is a god of order so how do we put how do we set this set these boundaries this is the order of god this is what god has given us let's start working on this i mean i can go with just with goal setting have a cook too yep right write the vision write it down 
Though it tarry, it shall come to pass. I can give you a scripture for every yeah. single one of these things. But um, we're, we're trying to, to win them without having to do that and then do that. So yeah, the impression I get, and we, we talked a little bit before we, we came on, was um, you don't necessarily lead with that. It's like we talked earlier. You lead with with listening and and really just serving them and loving them, right? Because and, and, and so there's this foundation, a relationship foundation, a relationship of trust that's built. Um, or this ever comes up, I would imagine. Um, there's a scripture that the Lord has been. Uh, placing in my heart really strongly. And I've been reading first Corinthians 13 and everybody knows it verses four through seven and, you know, love is kind, love is not rude and goes on and on. Then it says after that, love never fails. But then it says prophecies will end, knowledge will end, but the love of God will never cease, never end. And if we can just grab a hold of that, and manifest the love of God. You know, no one preached to me when I got saved. I had an experience where the I was apprehended by the love of God, and my eyes were open for the first time, and I saw the trees for the first time, and I heard the birds for the first time. It was the love of God that overwhelmed me and came over me and delivered me from drug addiction and gang banging 38 years ago. So if that's what did it to me, and I know scripture, don't, don't get me wrong. You still have to learn scripture. You have to learn the principles in scripture. Yep. But the love of God, that's where we're failing. Because you can, you can prophesy, you can move mountains, you can feed the poor. But if you don't have love, you're missing it all. The greatest of these three, what is it? Love. Faith, right. joy, and love. Love is the greatest thing. And so I have found that. As we wrap our arms around these kids and love on them, all these chains begin to break off them. Mindsets begin to break. All their past begins to, to go away. They see that God does exist. Not that we're God, but we personify him. And we exemplify him. And we show them what it looks like. And I think that's what our success has been in Excel. It's how we have loved them. Even showing them grace when they deserve law. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that yeah. makes any sense to the listeners, but I, th wow. <laughs> I think that that's where we're we're missing. Uh, I'd hear the story of the kid that was in trouble in school, and he stole something, and he was and he got basically put in the principal's office, and they called his father, and his father came to pick him up. And he, he said, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a whooping. His father got home. He didn't say anything to him all the way home. He went into his went to his room and then his father came back up to his room. He thought he was gonna get a whooping. His father said, Come with me. He put him back in the car and he took him to an ice cream store and he bought him an ice cream cone. He goes, Dad, why would you buy me an ice cream cone? I just was in trouble. He goes, I'm giving you grace just as Jesus gave us grace when we deserve death. And I got it. You get it. Right. We give grace when they really deserve punishment. 
And I think that's where a lot of people, Mr. Tom, you don't know what I did. It's okay. Wipe off your knees. Let's keep going. Let's not do it again. Let's move on. Yeah. And that's what they're hearing from us. I'm not condemning them. I'm not judging them. And that doesn't mean I won't correct them or show them what correction looks like or tell them the truth when they need to hear the truth. And I said, that's where these kids are getting it. They're getting it with grace and love. They're getting yeah. it with grace and love because they've been beaten up enough. Right. And you bring up so an important thing, and I, I shared this probably on this podcast before, I heard this a few years ago, a friend of mine talked about raising his kids and, and this relates in that he, he knew he, he was good at sharing the truth with them, the hard truth, this, you know, and I think we all have a tendency to do that when somebody messes up or, or they're getting a little off track, we want to share the truth. And, and what my friend shared was it, like God showed him one day that in God, in God's economy, it's always grace and truth. You never, you never find truth without grace with God. And so what you're saying right now, just like it gave me chills because that's showing, showing the grace and the love and showing that and sharing truth. What a gift. It really is. And, you know, and I, and I can say that because I know where I was. I was underneath hell looking up at it. And God mm -hmm. reached down and pulled me out of hell. I was in the abyss. And it's, when I when he when I got when I had got apprehended by God, I cried for weeks, weeks, and I went running to my dad just to tell him to forgive me. Now you, I, I, I haven't, I don't get into my testimony, but it wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't good. But if God did that for me, who am I to judge or hold anything against anyone? And who's forgiven and who's much forgiven. loves a lot. Loves a lot. Right. Yeah, yeah. So how did you, well, first I want to go back to real quick. You mentioned you have mentors and you and I were talking. So it's, so not only do these kids get um, exposed to, to trades and options for schools and, and they get life skills and financial skills and learn goal setting and things like that. But they also get to work one-on-one, -on -one, it sounds like, with a mentor. Is that is that how that falls together? Yes. Yeah, so what yeah, we do so is what we, yeah, we, um, yeah. we vet our mentors. We, we take them through a process. They fill out an application. They also have to go through a level two background check. We also sit with them and explain to them the program, what we're teaching them, so that we're all talking the same language. They'll meet with them either at a coffee shop or they can meet them at a, uh, uh, for lunch, or they can meet them on Zoom, or they can meet them on a phone call. All we're asking our mentors, our volunteers, at least an hour a week, that you call a kid and talk to them. Say, I'm here. Is there anything you 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 need to talk about? Is there any any struggles that you're dealing with? Um, how are your life skills? How are you? How are your to, how's your to do list going? How the, how's your grades? All these things that we follow up with, um, and it all depends on each kid because each kid is different. Obviously, from 13 to 25, we have kids that are you know 18 now, and I it's really not much you have to do but just meet with them and say. I have one of my mentors today send me a picture. He was one of, with one of the kids that is, is going into plumbing now. He's going into his trade school, and he's we got a, a meeting with a big company to to place him in it as an intern. 
So those those kids are more now coming back to become servant leaders to the other kids that are there, but they're also moving into their careers and they come back and they stay with us. Uh, and one of the mentors took him out today to lunch and he was with him. He sent me a picture with him. <laughs> it was great to see. It was really great to see, you know, and we'll get those uh, mentors uh, after they meet with them, send us an email, give us the, basically what happened in that, in that meeting. And, and then we keep our data. We have a great data um, so that we know where each kid is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so, and hopefully what's being modeled to these kids, they, and they, you know, it, either now even, or, or down the road, they, they know the impact it's had on them. So they turn around and invest in the next generation. Right. Are you seeing some of that already? They're coming out to serve at our events. Uh, most of our older kids that are now been in the program more than, more than a year, uh, that, because that is one of my requirements to be in the program to, I, I'm not asking you to pay anything, but you have to be present at the events. You got to get the work done. Just, you know, nobody gets kicked out. So you may say, well, what happens if a kid doesn't do it? He just sits on the sidelines. That's all. He, sure. doesn't, get, he doesn't get to play in the game. But we don't kick him out. Sure. I had a kid two and a half years, uh, been s- sitting on the sidelines. Great kid. Finished his life skills. You know, he, th- he thought he had to figure it figured out. And he sent me an email the other day, Mr. Tom, can I come back into the program? I said, you've never left the program. You've always been in the program. <laughs> really? I thought I was, I was out. I said, no, come on out Saturday and be at the expo. He was there. I treated him like he never left. Now he wants to get into a career. Now he's ready. So I let him, I, I, I let them uh, figure that out. Without yeah. giving them grace, that's grace, right? Hey, you you never left me. You, you've been with me. You're just the one decided not to show up, right? Right. Now, mm-hmm. law would have said, "No, he's kicked out. He's out of the program." That's legalism, right? But grace says, "Okay, son, don't worry. You can't make it no worse. You stay right there." Now, would I give him a career opportunity in a trade if he doesn't show up? No. But when he shows up and he says, Mr. Uh, Mr. Tom, I'm present. I want to do this. Okay, good. Let's do it together. Let's go. And then we'll get you to where you got to go. We'll do this hand in hand like the priest used to do it, right? They go shoulder to shoulder, carrying their ark together. So we're going to do this together. You're not going to be alone doing this. We're gonna, well, I'm going to hold you by the hand and we're going to get this done. And that's how we do mostly every single one of our kids. Cool. Cool, cool. Um, what what are you seeing for for well what are you seeing for success like what do you define as success and and what's and when you when you think of the impact what's the impact you're having um you know, for, for our listeners who are wondering okay that's great but what you know what what happens how many of them actually go forward and get a job or go to school like tell us about that well in our level up program we have 90 percent of them that are getting out of parole now and finishing school these are kids who are going to be statistics. These are kids that are going to cost each one of them over $100,000 to, uh, to, to, um, to our county. Hmm. Okay, now they're not going to be that. Now, hopefully, they're going to go into a career and participate and in giving into, into our society, right? Yeah, so okay. That's 90%. Now, there's 
85% that have maintained with us and, and okay. are transitioning into the careers now. That's impressive. Those are, those are impressive numbers. Yeah. Wow. Those are real numbers. The County has them. They know we, we are, we're out there in the trenches. We're doing the work. I need, what I need is, and I'm praying for this. And I, I pray that everyone that's listening would pray with me that we get the dollars this next year to continue to do the work in Delray, Boca, and all the way down to Broward and continue to build more mobile units, but also bring in more directors. I need administration. Uh, it's just a lot. It's 253 kids right now in our program. And we're doing it between almost five of us. 253 kids and yeah. five of you. Yeah. We have about 30 mentors on board, volunteers. It's still not enough. Still not enough. And we're just touching the surface. I mean, we can probably end up with another 100 by the end of the year. Easily. Wow. That's incredible. And so, uh, you know how it says that the, uh, the laborers are few, right? The harvest is plenty. The, the harvest is, is plenty. Yeah, come on. This is it. You want to harvest? Come on out and help us. This is, you want to do the work of God? Here's how you do the work of God. You want to be the church out there and not inside? This is how we do it. This one of uh, family church's models. They said, "Let's now we've been the church in here. Let's go be the church out there. And I took that very serious. Yeah. And I, I realized that's it. You can't, when Jesus said, thy kingdom come, that will be done on earth, not in the church, as it is in heaven. That's it. Kingdom's got to be out there. How are we setting uh, the stage for a kingdom culture? How are we impacting these kids with kingdom culture and love? We say it, but are we doing it? And that's what we want to make sure that we're doing constantly. And I'm hoping and praying that people that are listening will come on board to help us. Because Thomas, I love, I love your heart for, the, for what you're doing in these kids. It's just amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's, a, it's really a promise I made God many, 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 many years ago. And uh, he's holding me to my promise, you know, and he's given them to me. And he'll continue to give them to me. And I know he's graced me to handle it. It's a calling. Not a job for me. It's a calling, and my wife also uh, is the director of operations, hands on with these kids. Amazing work. She does amazing work. Um, but I, I think we're just touching the surface, and I believe next year is going to be an incredible. This year, the, by the end of next year, it's going to be amazing. Amazing. We've got so many different things coming on board right now to help us. Uh, companies that are coming on, sponsors that are coming. So if anyone's out there that's listening that really can help, um, I mean, it would be great to have you on board with us. And um, cool. if you have a child that, need, that may be struggling, I'm, I'm going to have to put them on a list right now because I'm, I'm really holding off more any more applications starting yesterday <laughs> because we've got to make sure that we can service each one of them. Right, right. They don't, we don't need to... We don't yeah. want to. Be, yeah, we don't want, want to be let down. They need no, to be. They need to be taken care of and loved. Yeah. And yeah, yep. The only ones that we have no choice taking is the level up, and but we have our directors that are handling that pretty well. 
but I'm talking about the rest of the other ones. Uh, I just need, I need more mentors, women and men, by the way, we don't need just men. We can, women are great mentors, by the way. I, okay. I, I want to make that clear. Uh, women are phenomenal mentors. One of our female mentors, she is incredible. And the kids just respond to her. And these are kids that are really tough. Yeah. Yeah. She's a mom, but she is, she loves them. And she, I mean, she is just absolutely amazing with them. And the kids respond to her and love her. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And, and so it doesn't have to be males only. It could be females too. And I, I say that to my director of operations um, all the time. And I think we need more women. If we can get a hundred women, we can, we can win this whole, the whole state. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I can't wait to watch that happen. So there, there you have it listeners. If you're, if you're in South Florida, you need to reach out to Thomas and everybody that's not in South Florida. I'm almost positive. You know, somebody that lives in South Florida. So please uh, make an introduction. Uh, between them and and Thomas Rivera so that they can contribute to this amazing uh, mission that he's on. So Thomas, for, for the folks that do want to reach out, that want to support you, get to know you better, contribute, be a mentor, what are the best ways to find you? Well, I mean, I I give my number out to, to my kids, so every one of them have my number, so I can give everybody my number, uh, my phone number and my email. My phone number is 862-596-0850. That's 862-596-0850. And my email is tom at xceltoday.com. That's xceltoday.com. So that's tom at xceltoday.com. And you can also go to our website, which is xceltoday.com. And you can go and visit there and see all the work that we're doing. Uh, from Savannah, Georgia, to Atlanta, Georgia, all the way down here in South Florida. So that's outstanding. That's amazing. Outstanding. Uh, thank so, you, Todd, so much for this uh, opportunity to be able on this platform to be able to share with the people what what God is doing here in South Florida. It's it's been my pleasure. Before I let you go, Tom, if you would share with our listeners one important or impactful question uh, that you would leave with them. What's what legacy do you want to leave behind uh, for the kingdom of God? What's your legacy? What do you want to do to to really impact uh, the kingdom of God? And what are you doing right now to make that happen? Um, I always tell people where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. Mm. So where 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 what are you doing? right now to really impact the kingdom of God. Beautiful. I love that. Thomas, thank you so much, so much for being on. Your time is a gift and I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Todd. I appreciate it. And listeners, oh, go ahead. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you as well. Uh, listeners, thank you so much for your time. Whatever grand vision you've been given, whatever dream God has put on your heart, remember you can. Until next time, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful, live life strong. Peace to you all. Well, thank you so much for listening. For even more on turning trials into triumphs and seeking and embracing success, go to toddhalls.life 
That's toddhalls.life. And I look forward to serving you. Until next time, be strong, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful. Peace to you.